just listen to this man. He got some good news for you. Hey, everybody, gather near. The doctor's in the house, so lend him your ear. The things he can say might even make your day. He might even help your pain go away. The doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, the doctor is in the house <coughs> with a little cough. This is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored, now in our sixth year uh, with now our fourth episode of this year. So thank you for tuning in. This uh, program contains general medical information. The medical information heard on this program is not advice and should not be treated as such. You are encouraged to confirm any information obtained from this program with other sources and review all information regarding any medical condition or treatment with your physician. And I do welcome you with an attitude of gratitude because grateful people, what? They are happier. They are less depressed. They are less stressed. They are more satisfied with their lives and with their social relationships and ongoing thankfulness can make your days happier, healthy, and more loving. Remember, ladies and gentlemen, that gratitude actually has been proven to rewire your brain to make you happier. When you say thank you, do you really mean it or is it just politeness to which you give little attention? Regular practice of expressing gratitude is not a new age fad. It's a facet of human condition that reaps the true benefits to those who mean it. As I've been telling you, it's important that you use logic and imagination and question everything. You have to be the CEO of your own body. You have to take charge, to take charge of your life and of your medical conditions. There is no situation which in which you should abandon your ability to employ reason and rationality no matter what other people are doing. Their surrender should not become an excuse for you deserting your 
own power at any level. Logic is essential. It's essentially grounding and it's stabilizing. Logic allows you to analyze any situation or cluster of information and see through its validity or invalidity beyond deception. Of course, your imagination can keep you soaring and it allows you to see your greatest vision for your life and therefore act toward its fulfillment. And one of these days we'll get around toward manifestation where you can use your imagination. So ladies and gentlemen, we had, we had an unfortunate incident on Saturday with some callers that I could not hear. Uh, but uh, when uh, listening to the tape and getting uh, emails from longtime listeners, uh, that uh, show had to come down. So uh, I uh, erased it from the archives. And I do apologize if it was uh, offensive to any of you listeners. So, uh, but that show is is off the air. So today we'll just summarize some of the things we talked about on Saturday, and uh, I'm going to start out with uh, your morning cup of coffee. I, you know, and what could be bad with that, right? Well, if you have your cup of coffee and you have it in a plastic cup, well, it comes at a cost. Believe it or not, you can trace the origins of the single-use disposable coffee cup back over 100 years. In fact, during the Spanish flu, uh, they started using uh, paper cups because they wanted to make everything more sanitary. And folks, of course, wanted to throw everything away because everything seemed to be contaminated. So we had paper cups. But they, today's paper cups are a little bit different. Why? Because they're coated with plastic. Why is that important? Because plastic coating helps keep the coffee from soaking through the paper, paper and leaking out. So it seems like a good idea. But it also can contaminate your drink. A study out of India, 10.2 billion tiny particles of microplastics were found in disposable cups of hot water after just 15 minutes of exposure. The authors stated that these findings were startling. Now, they're not just talking about plasticizer compounds which we know are endocrine disruptors. But they were also talking about toxic heavy metals like cadmium and lead. Some research shows that milky coffee allows even more plastic to migrate into it as some of the these plastic toxics are fat-soluble. So some of the toxics in plastics are fat-soluble. Milk is a fat and you get more toxics. Also, the hotter the coffee, the greater the amount of plastic that can leach into it. That's why it is never recommended to microwave your disposable coffee cup. Somehow, that has gotten a pass. But it doesn't mean it's safe, and that's why I'm here to tell you about this. Now, I'm not going to tell you to give up your coffee if you love it, because I won't give up mine. 
you know, if, unless you have a medical condition and your doctor, you know, as long as your doctor has given you a green light to drink it, all you need to do is to, to keep enjoying this uh, great beverage is ditch the plastic containers. So experts are suggesting ceramic coffee mugs is your best option. And then double-walled glass coffee cups to keep that heat in without burning your hands. So I hope this uh, brings a little clarity to the coffee consumption in plastic cups. Now also, I want to talk to you about disinfectants. Everybody is using every kind of disinfectant with this Chinese virus. The Chinese Wuhan virus. Now I'm going, to, I'm going to tell you about a 30-year study conducted by Harvard researchers and the French National Institute of Health and Medical Research. They found that people who use disinfectants once a week have a 22 to 32% increased chance of developing lung disease. Did you hear that? Once a week. Hand sanitizers, right? And what did they get? They got chronic obstructive pulmonary disease. You may have heard it, COPD. These researchers looked at the incidence of the disease for the study in more than 55,000 nurses in the United States. Nurses were used for the study because they used disinfectants to clean surfaces on a regular basis. In this study population, 37% of nurses used disinfectants to clean surfaces on a weekly basis, and 90%, 1-9%, used them to clean medical instruments on a weekly basis. In the UK alone, COPD is present in approximately 1.2 million people. Now, there's other factors, right, that play a role. But according to this study, disinfectants are definitely one of them, or at the very least, you cannot rule them out as a cause of COPD. I've told you before, correlation does not prove causation. But with such a large study, it might be safe to assume that breathing in these substances is not really safe and can be detrimental to your health. Is it, is it a fait accompli? Is it a fact? No. But if you can avoid using these sanitizers, this might be a reason to do it. Because 25,000 people a year die from COPD in England. Okay. These quaternary ammonium compounds. When I studied with Dr. Nieper in Germany, he even mentioned quaternary ammonium compounds in dishwashing detergents. That be careful of them. They cause disease. And that was 40 years ago. So he was ahead of his time. So what did they find? Just uh, several disinfectants had a higher risk of COPD development. They included hypochlorite bleach, which is chlorine bleach, 
hydrogen peroxide, alcohol, and quaternary ammonium compounds commonly used for low-level disinfection, disinfection of non-critical items like stuff you work where you wipe on surfaces. You see people now in the in the restaurants doing the seats and the tables. And glutaraldehyde, which is a little more potent. And this is important, right? The everyday use of bleach has no specific guidelines right now. As well as most of the eighty to ninety thousand chemicals in, in in our environment, cosmetics are an example that particular industry is not quite regulated as it should be, but they pass through the regulatory agency, and they're not always safe. How about glyphosate? We're really concerned about that. You see the ads on television now from attorneys, huh? So whether you're going to use baking soda, vinegar, tea tree oil, lemons, or something else, you know, you have to look for something more natural for these cleaning products so they do not pose a problem like COPD. And I I think more and more chains are starting to uh, carry these type of products. And if you're really concerned, you have to put an effort into searching and you'll find them. So just knowing what I said isn't going to matter, right? You have to change yourselves and do something about it. Check me out. Don't even believe this. Do some searching. But just knowing is not enough. You have to have action. So we did talk about these these, uh, last week. And we also, on Saturday, we also talked about um gratitude right and how scientists actually show that it affects the heart and the brain they discovered that feelings of gratitude can actually change your brain feeling gratitude can also be a great tool for overcoming depression and anxiety and they discovered something that the uh, yogis have known for a long time, that the heart sends signals to the brain. You know, the heart has the largest biofield of any organ. It extends out six feet. And what do they want you to do? Stay six feet away from each other? So every time we struggle with depression, we are constantly encouraged, what? To take another medication by prescription. When there may be some techniques you should be uh, should be doing, like meditation. So gratitude is a funny thing, right? In some parts of the world, somebody gets a clean drink of water, some food, a worn-out pair of shoes, and they are extremely grateful. Meanwhile, somebody else who has all the necessities they need to live can be found complaining about something. What we have today is what we once wanted before. There's still a belief that obtaining material possessions is the key to happiness. I'm sure that's true, but happiness is temporary. Happiness is an inside job, like your immunity. 
It's an inside job. Your masks is an inside job. You have to have a superior interior, a good immune system. As a, your happiness occurs from the inside out. So researchers at Berkeley identified how gratitude might actually work on our minds and bodies. Gratitude unshackles us from toxic emotions. Gratitude helps even if you don't share it. Gratitude's benefits take time and practice. And like everything that's worthwhile, you may not see the effect right away. But gratitude has a lasting effect on our brains. And actually, the researchers at Berkeley used a, a functional, that's called a fMRI, a functional MRI scanner, and they measured brainwave activity. to see how gratitude improves brain function. You know, it's getting hard in our world now to even express our emotions and to get within uh, hugging distance. And sometimes we have a, a difficult time feeling grateful. So we have to work on that. What about that heart? Well, there's research about your heart and gratitude. The work and research is great, but where do we actually experience these feelings? They are clearly not a product of our brain. They are products of our consciousness. And when we feel them, the brain responds. Researchers are discovering that the heart also responds and that it might actually be the heart that's responsible for sending these signals to the brain. See, we are electrical biochemical beings. And that's how our DNA, our DNA functions on a certain hertz, a certain wave, a certain frequency. And so does everything else. And so does gratitude. And that's why 5G and EMF are so important because they interfere with these biofields that we have, like from our heart to our brain, in our intestines. They found that the heart actually sends more signals to the brain than the brain sends to the heart. How about that? But there's signals that the heart sends to the brain have significant effects on the brain as shown by these MRIs. And it gets deeper into that and we won't go there today, but gratitude and positive feelings, ladies and gentlemen, can change our world. Human consciousness can change the world. Many, many examples of this. So emotions and other factors associated with consciousness have the power to, to transform your inner world in ways we don't really understand. And there are many, many research findings that show how consciousness can actually transform the physical and our physical and material world. And that's huge. So just think, you can change your inner world through gratitude, compassion, meditation, 
And what happens? We can make our outer world more peaceful. Again, just knowing this will make, make a hill of beans, won't make any difference at all. You have to take these facts and create your change. Change yourself. How do you go about communicating and reassessing everything? Just knowing it isn't going to do any good, ladies and gentlemen. You have to act on it. So we have been uh, talking over the weeks uh, about inflammation, right? And uh, we talked about acute inflammation, which is usually self-limiting, but the chronic inflammation is the the one that causes uh, real problems. Because you know why? You know you may not even know you have it until you lose function of something, or you have fibromyalgia, or chronic pain, or diabetes, or other the other diseases caused by chronic inflammation and autoimmunity. This because chronic inflammation, you don't know you have it, so it goes throughout your system, often silently, most often silently. I, I would even add. It can go on for years, right? I talked to you, talked Saturday about the C-reactive protein test and the sedimentation rate. But one I didn't talk about because we were running short of time was a fasting blood insulin level. Generally used to screen for diabetes, but it's also a marker for inflammation. Typically. The higher your fasting insulin levels are, the higher your levels of inflammation tend to be. And some researchers are finding this test, the fasting insulin level, a more useful test for inflammation than anything else. So with chronic inflammation, avoiding processed foods, refined sugars, processed fats like trans fats, vegetable oils, high fructose corn syrup, getting regular exercise. Great ways to normalize your insulin levels. Your diet is really important in keeping your inflammation in check. And remember, there are pro-inflammatory foods and anti-inflammatory foods, and dietary components are, the, are very important with inflammation. So you have to address your diet. And then you have to get your meat off the seat, sorry to say. But you don't have to go to a gym. You don't have to do a high-intensity workout, though if you're, you can do it, that, that is great. Because the average American spends about 10 hours a day sitting on their butt. And boy, even a high-intensity workout for 60 minutes would be hard to counter that effect. Okay. So if you're in your chair a lot, at least... At least, at the bare minimum, get out of that chair every 50 minutes or so. Go get one of those one-hour sand timers, and when it's just about out, get your butt up. Okay, so that's if you're a chronic sitter. Chronic sitting is an independent risk factor for insulin resistance.
So avoid sitting as much as possible. If you have to, you must get up every so often. And walking is great. If you're into steps, they recommend seven to 10,000 steps a day. Okay, but the thing is to get your meat off the seat. Really uh, important if you to avoid chronic inflammation, which is the basis of most chronic diseases, right? And then have make sure you have some foods that are anti-inflammatory, your leafy greens, your blueberries, your tea, your fermented vegetables. Shiitake mushrooms contain strong compounds, okay, but that are anti-inflammatory. Garlic has been around for eons, has multiple effects. It's anti-inflammatory, antibacterial, antiviral, antifungal, antioxidant. I mean, it's great for your diet and herbs and spices. And we touched on it uh, last week about grounding or or earthing. Let's just talk a little bit about that before we move on, because these, these terms, earthing and grounding, are used interchangeably. And on Saturday, when I was talking, I was just just mentioning that I just come back from the beach walking in my barefoot near the Gulf. This allows for the transfer of free electrons from the earth into your body through the soles of your feet. And guess what? These free electrons are among the most potent antioxidants known. And they have been shown to affect your health in a lot of ways. Number one, you know, we, we talk about the electromagnetic fields, right? We're, there, this is a Wi-Fi every place. Well, it can ameliorate that. That's an important benefit with all these electronics around, that you can help out to decrease the effect of these electromagnetic fields on your body. But guess what? It also cuts inflammation. And what? Inflammation thrives when your blood is thick. You know how we talked about ferritin levels and that yeah, it's important to give blood every so often? Well, when your blood is thick, you have a lot of free radical stress and positive charges in your body. But grounding or earthing gets rid of that inflammation because it thins your blood and gets your body filled with negatively charged ions, electrons. And we were going to have Dr. Jerry Pollack on the show who discovered the fourth phase of water, but that never happened because of the pandemic, but we'll work on that. He discovered the gel phase of water, the negatively charged water, which is in all our cells and which is very sensitive to frequencies and how probably how our frequencies and our DNA react through our whole body. Water is in every cell of our body. But the water in our cell is ordered or structured and charged. And if you don't have properly structured water in your cells, it can affect every cell in your body. 
So the water inside your cell, not to get too technical, is charged one way. The water outside of your cell is another way, and that's how your body generates electricity. Electricity, And that's a key part of you being healthy. And that's how signals are transferred from cell to cell through all uh, 60 trillion of them or so. The number keeps changing. Trillions of cells. But that's how these, they, they communicate through these electrical signals. They control the rhythm of your heart, the movement of your blood around your body. Most biological processes are electrical. And a lot of it, this water can be affected by your environment. But grounding here is an important part, right? Because it gets rid of some of that, those positive charge, charges in you, which are pro-inflammatory, and, and replaces it with negative charges. And it helps to make sure the water in your cells is properly structured. So what do you do if you can't get outdoors? Well, if you can get outdoors, you know, services like sand, grass, bare soil, unpainted concrete and brick. Barefoot is the best, but sandals work. But getting grounded inside, well, that's another matter, huh? It's kind of challenging to go barefoot inside your home, especially with all the flooring materials because they are poor conductors. The wood, insulating materials, carpets, vinyl. So, but if you can go barefoot, that's better than having shoes on. And they do sell grounding pads that you might want to look at. And some people are even use, using them in their mattress. Uh, they have grounding sheets. So uh, that's something you have to work on. Okay. Best is outside, but inside, you know, grounding mats do help, and they have been shown to reduce the thickness of your blood. So think about that. Grounding helps to thin your blood. And for you electricians out there, it, re it improves the zeta potential. That means it improves the energy between your red blood cells. And you know, your red blood cells repel each other and function at the speed of light. Just think of that. Your red blood cells can repel each other traveling at 186,000 miles a second in your body. And when you ground yourself, that, that, that even goes faster. In fact, some studies shows it could increase by 280%. Almost every organ of your body can benefit from that. And they think... When you have a high zeta potential, you can reduce your risk of stroke, Alzheimer's, cancer, 
and most other illnesses that require oxygenation. So what have we said? You can live, what, a couple, two, three, four weeks without food, maybe two to four days without water, but you can only live four minutes without oxygen. So oxygen is key, huh? Ideally now, it takes about 80 minutes for these electrons from the earth to reach your bloodstream and transform your blood. The reason I want to mention this again is because if you are on a blood thinner, you may need to work with your health care provider to make sure you don't overdose on the medication because if you're walking for 80 minutes, say on the beach, it may interfere with that and make your blood too thin. So grounding is one aspect for optimal health, okay, beside everything else we talk about. And it really does keep our body in equilibrium with the, especially with the earth. Just think of that electrons from the earth going into your body. And then you equalize with the earth. You know, if the process stops though, when you, if you, when it, when it equalizes, you know, when you have nothing going in, nothing going out. It's as safe and natural as it gets, ladies and gentlemen. It's as safe as it gets. So, uh, so you, I have a question. Is it safe to drink distilled water? The answer is absolutely not. Uh, distilled water has no minerals in it. So you take a drink and your body doesn't know what to do with it. it. So it has to draw salt, and more importantly, it draws magnesium and calcium from your bones. So uh, drinking distilled water will definitely lead to osteoporosis, among other things. It's, it is not really good to drink distilled water. Distilled water in our household is only used to make colloidal silver. Okay, but... Drinking distilled water is not good, and we probably should talk more about it, but especially for women, it, it is an endocrine disruptor and will make your bones weak. And if you're drawing out calcium, the calcium and magnesium are, are important for heart rhythm, so it could affect the rhythm of your heart. And the EMFs play a lot around a lot with the calcium and magnesium in your body, so you don't need an, another toxin. So... Distilled water, no. And now, if you take distilled water and you add back in uh, sea salt minerals, you add in sea salt and, and, and all the minerals, then, then you got it. That's okay. But unless you do that, it is not okay and it could damage your health. And I just want to briefly mention about red light therapy. There are lots of clinics around that. Uh, have red light therapy. You can go in for a session. It's red light at a specific frequency, like usually around 635 to 640 nanometers. And that also reduces inflammation. And that is really the core benefit of the light therapy. And 
Why is that important? They, they, they will tell you to increase his blood flow, but now you know why, because it thins your blood. And it acts like grounding, and that is also an antioxidant as well. So um, you'll see red light boxes on sale. You see them on Amazon and eBay. And, you, you know, you might want to fool with one. I know there are, are many ones, money that sell for $19, $20, used for sprained ankles. And now you know the reason. They are anti-inflammatory. They relieve pain, okay? But they do so by thinning your blood. So you have good blood supply. You have good blood supply with good oxygen. You have good results. And if you have rheumatoid arthritis out there, light therapy is being found to reduce pain by 70% and morning stiffness. Okay, so I haven't mentioned too much about light therapy. It's called photobioillumination. But we have to talk about that because that's sort of natural and the prices are reasonable now to afford. A lot of uh, sports uh, teams are using red light therapy in addition to cryotherapy, freezing. Because combination of cryo and light therapy can... Uh, Add speed and strength to workouts. And more important for our athletes, the ones that use my son's uh, cryosauna, it reduces fatigue and soreness so they can get back to training. Athletes love them. A lot of athletes have them in their houses. And then last but not least, we, you know, sleep is important, huh? And while we're on light, you know, natural light is part of our sleep cycle. You know, you have to have, get up during the day, you see light, and then later at night, uh, you start producing melatonin, you go to bed. But what interferes with that? Artificial blue light. That can throw your system out of whack. But natural red light has a cooler temperature and does not produce the same insomnia as the blue light. So you can, blue light is really important. So let's just talk a little bit about sleep. I did talk about that in a, in a previous episode, but um, be careful of these LED lights. They are really white and blue. The whiter they are, the more blue light they have. And uh, this stops your hormone melatonin from being produced. So if you're going to watch TV or be on your tablet or your, or your computer after 9 o'clock at night, it, it would be worthwhile to have two things, a blue light blocker screen and wear blue light blocking glasses. And as we talked about in our melatonin special, uh, you can take a lot of melatonin and still be safe. Okay, so you can take... Start out with three milligrams. If that works, fine. But you can go to six. You can go to ten. If you push you to sleep and then you and you don't stay asleep, you can go to a, a time release melatonin. Now this is something you're going to have to determine for yourself. But having a dark room, block out the blue light after nine p.m. Take melatonin 
Some people are taking CBD along with the melatonin to get a good night's sleep because that's when your body recharges. Your brain drains, you know, it has its own system. It actually shrinks at night. And that's important for brain health. Okay, so also, I want to remind everybody, please turn off their Wi-Fis at night, which includes their Wi-Fi printers. Turn that off. There's a lot we don't know about this upcoming 5G. It's still experimental. 5G is just a, there's been no long-term safety studies, but we, we know it's going to affect our body just that 2G, 3G, 4G has. We don't know how much cancer, attention deficit disorder, atrial fibrillation that it can cause. And there are some good scientists that have deep concerns about the 5G symptoms systems because of its different technology. Just that, why some of the world-leading scientists have doubts about these new M. And M, uh, mRNA vaccines. This is something you're going to have to determine for yourself. But experts are warning that these vaccines could cause irreversible genetic damage. Why? Because they get into your cell and tell your DNA to make a spike protein from which your body will make antibodies that hopefully will get rid of the, the virus. Robert F. Kennedy, just remember Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his children's health defense. He reports a lot of good science on that website. And his chief concern is the fact that the messenger RNA vaccines are the first vaccines in history to intervene directly in the patient's genetic material and alter it. And what are the problems when it comes to your health, ethics, and morality? This genetic RNA was made in a lab. Goes into your body, gets into your cells, and takes over their protein-generating ribosomes to to produce this famous spike protein then your body should at least, in theory, be trained to fight the virus. In short, these vaccines turn your body's cells into factories that create proteins that spur a pathogenic-specific immune response. Which means it, it turns your cells into factories to produce antibodies. But we don't know about their long-term effects yet. So again, I'm not saying I'm not saying take it or not take it, but just know that we really don't know their long-term effects because the trials will not be completed until 2023. They were authorized to, for emergency use. They were not approved. A lot of unknowns with these vaccines, ladies and gentlemen. You have to uh, do some homework. And there's been a lot of injuries, as you know. Hank Aaron, Larry King. So we'll see. 
Okay, but we these are are experimental vaccines, and we do not know if there's going to be pathogenic priming. And what is that? That's when you have this vaccine, and then you are exposed to the real virus. What happens? In the past, it hasn't been really good. So, keep your interior superior. Support your microbiome. Take probiotics. Eat kefir. Good yogurt. I like um, a megaspore probiotic because it's been shown to be really effective, and there's some good clinical studies uh, regarding megaspores. But your it looks like your interior, your 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 gut is so important. It's probably the single most, not the single, but it's one of the most important things in in aging. And if you want to live a long life, you have to have a superior interior. That's where your immunity starts, in your gut. So avoid unnecessary antibiotics, please. Don't take them just because your doctor said, well, give them a try. Now have a good reason to be on them. Because you don't want to have to recolonize all the good bacteria that... uh, Antibiotics kill. These are gutest, you know, could, if it leaks and allows toxins in, it goes right to our brain and cause all kinds of neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's, Alzheimer's. Some think multiple sclerosis. There's a field being developed I'll tell you about. It's called psycho. Biotics. And this field is focusing on using bacteria to improve mental and neurological health. Because they found out certain bacteria in your gut can produce serotonin, others produce dopamine, some produce gamma amino butyric acid or acetylcholine. They are transmitters of, they are neurotransmitters. And how do they do that? Not directly, but maybe the the vagus nerve is is the way. The vagus nerve is the one path through which the gut microbes influence brain chemistry and physiology. A year ago, I told you about a a research study that showed that uh, animals who had the vagus nerve cut versus an intact group that had their vagus nerve intact given chemicals that are known to, that are neurotoxic, the ones with the intact vagus nerve got Parkinson's disease. The ones with the vagus nerve that was cut did not get that. So if you keep your gut happy, you won't have a leaky gut. Because as I say, that contributes to a lot of other chronic diseases, including chronic inflammation. So your health begins in your gut, right? So be careful. Uh, get as educated as you can, with the, especially with these vaccines. Don't use so much disinfectants. You might want to look at some of Dr. Mercola's, M-E-R-C-O-L-A, his reports uh, on COVID vaccine. 
And he's reporting on studies that are warning that the vaccines may result in more serious disease after uh, you are exposed to the real virus. And that we get our immunity, you know, through our skin, through our nasal passages, through our nasopharyngeal area. And injecting uh, these vaccines is not normal, not natural, not the way nature intended. Be interesting to see what happens with studies from the vaccine that's being developed that will be given to you through a patch. At least it'll be more natural, more like nature. You have to go through your skin in order to get into your body. Read about what's happening with people who have had the vaccine, especially after the second shot, like persistent tiredness, exhaustion, inflammatory syndrome, Bell's palsy, all the anaphylactic reactions, especially if you have a history of allergy or allergic to shellfish, chronic seizures, not to mention the deaths that have occurred. It's interesting, ladies and gentlemen. Before uh, the vaccines, if uh, someone died of a heart attack and they had tested positive for COVID, they said it was COVID. Now if someone gets a COVID vaccine and they died, they say it's a coincidence and probably was due to something else. Isn't that crazy? I will tell you that Dr. Peter Doshi, who is the editor of the British Medical Journal, he's also questioning these vaccines, saying we need more details, we need more transparency, we need to know the absolute risk, not just the relative risk. He says these vaccines that report 95% is just not true when you really dig into the numbers. So again, whether you take it or not is your personal decision, Uh, but the research is also your personal decision. So I wanna thank all for joining in today. Thanks for the question on distilled water. We'll talk more about that next week. I have a whole I have lots of notes on distilled water because, you know, that's one of the things you, water is important, right? It's one of the things that we talk about is to keep healthy. Positive attitude, keep your mind active, keep your body active. Fresh water, sun, sun, sunshine. And calling your friends, make them know you're still there. Okay, I think that's it. I think this is, we covered some new stuff. It's stuff we did cover Saturday. We took no calls, so uh, we have no, nothing to be ashamed of today, nothing to apologize for. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank you for tuning in. And uh, this is Dr. Ron, host of Dr. Ron Unfiltered, Uncensored. These shows, these podcasts for the last six years can be heard on Podbean. Apple, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio. That's a, a lot of my listeners listen on iHeartRadio and TuneIn Radio. So they can't listen live, so they get it afterwards. Alexa will bring it up for you. Dr. Ron, unfiltered, uncensored. So thank you. Have a great rest of the day. We'll let Freddie take us home, and we'll see you next time. 
Hey everybody, Dr. Ron's finished for the day. I hope you got some good wisdom for what the man had to say. If it's all about good health, he's the man you got to see. He has a lot more answers for you. So tune in next week when the doctor is in the house. Or when the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you. When the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you, I'm sure he can tell you just what to do. The doctor is in the house, the doctor is in the house. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. So if you have a pain, call the doctor. If you have a strain, call the doctor. Let the doctor know what's bothering you when the doctor is in the house. The doctor is in the house. See you next week.